This is Poll It Together, a podcast about polls and elections at the Emerson College Polling Center. My name is Camille Mumford, and I am Communications Director at Emerson College Polling. And today I'm joined by Isabel Holloway, our Director of Survey Operations. On this podcast, we will be talking about the latest electoral trends and issue polls conducted by Emerson College Polling and what these polls mean and what they do not mean. When we're talking about what polls mean and what they don't mean, what's central to understanding how you should be reading and interpreting polls is the margin of error. If a poll is within that margin of error, it is not considered a statistically significant lead for a candidate. All polls should be understood as this range of scores, considering that plus or minus with the margin of error, rather than an exact prediction of an election. When we're discussing the latest results for our national poll today, Keep in mind that the margin of error for this poll is 2.7% and the sample size is just over 1,200 individuals. Like Isabel mentioned, we have a recent national poll that was released today, July 1st. Uh, This poll was conducted in June though, 28th to 29th, and we are going to discuss this latest national poll released this morning. This covered perception of the consequential Roe v. Wade ruling of the Supreme Court Uh, Biden's approval, the Supreme Court approval, and congressional approval, and how those compare to one another. And if the public thinks that uh, Biden should be the nominee, as well as Trump and their presumptive fields in 2024. We also talk about January 6th, gun control, the midterm elections, and more. Isabel, lots to unpack here. First, let's start with abortion. This is top of national conversation is if Congress can and will act on establishing some sort of federal protection on abortion. What did we find here? We found that voters were pretty tuned in on the issue. Most of them were following this decision um, that had just happened in the Supreme Court that overturned the 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling. We found that 59% of voters think that Congress should pass a law that legalizes the right to abortion um, now that the court has had this decision on it. We found there was a really interesting gender divide on this question. Among women, 62% think that Congress should pass a law legalizing the right to abortion compared to only 55% of men. So there's that seven point gender gap here. How did this break down uh, partisanship wise of Democrats, Republicans, and independents? Well, a majority of Republicans opposed Congress passing such a law that would legalize the right to abortion. But if you look at the other two groups, independents and Democrats, a majority of each group support legalizing abortion. Uh, The number is pretty high among Democratic voters at 81%, and independent voters are more split at 58%, but still a majority are supporting this potential federal legislative action to um, legalize abortion. So legalizing abortion also has pretty high support among 18 to 29-year-olds, I recall. Around 76% of 18 to 29 year olds support a federal legalization of abortion compared to 59% of 34 year olds and 50% of 50 to 64 year olds. This also compares to 56% of those over 65. So we see it's the highest among 18 to 29 year olds, but also um, higher and similar to 30 to 49 year olds above those uh, over 65. So it's an, it's an interesting breakdown for sure on age and, and who remembers to uh, those over 65, a time where abortion was not legal. Um, A lot of of this conversation on abortion also centers around whether or not it will galvanize a Democratic base to turn out in those midterm elections in 2022. What we found interesting was to look at those voters, because we asked a question, a generic congressional ballot question on whether respondents plan on voting for a Democratic candidate, a Republican candidate, or are unsure who they're going to vote for in the midterms. 
Among those undecided voters, it's interesting because those undecided voters break about two to one in favor of Congress taking action to codify abortion rights into law. So that kind of indicates that that issue may be an issue that can potentially move those undecided voters over if the Democratic Party decides to move in that direction. And like you're saying, abortion is such a personal issue to so many people. And we asked voters in this poll if they or someone they know have had an abortion, as we're all talking about this in the in the federal landscape and in the statewide landscape. And a majority, around 57%, said they or someone they've known have had an abortion. And among those who have had or know someone who has had an abortion, 62% higher than the overall average think that Congress should pass a law legalizing the right to abortion. So moving forward over to, like you were discussing, the 2022 midterm election question, we asked at Emerson College polling if right now, leading up to uh, the 2022 midterms, if you plan on voting the Democratic or congressional candidate on the ballot. How does it look for Democrats and Republicans uh, moving into November? So at this point, there's about a three-point gap in whether or not voters are planning on supporting Republican congressional candidates on the ballot versus the Democratic congressional candidates on the ballot. 46% of voters indicated to us that they plan to vote for the Republican candidate and 43% plan to vote for the Democratic candidate. How does that compare to uh, previous polls? So we've been tracking this generic congressional ballot test in all of our national polls last few months. We found that this has remained relatively stagnant in the last month or so. Republicans led in May 45 to 43. So you see that same three-point gap there. How do the Democrats perform? How does the Democratic performance in the general congressional ballot compare to folks who are approving of the job or disapproving of the job that President Biden is doing? So, in this June national poll, we found that Biden's approval went up about two points from what we found in May. His job approval sits at 40% approval right now, with 53% disapproval. So, he's still underwater about 13 points. We also asked a congressional approval and a Supreme Court approval. The U.S. Congress has a 19% job approval and 70% disapprove the job they're doing, whereas the Supreme Court has, more similar to Biden, a 36% job approval and 54% disapproval. Isabel, did you notice any significant differences in his approval? So a lot of the times we like to look at independent voters because we see the Democrats are generally falling in line. 69% of them approve of the job that Joe Biden is doing as president. And on the inverse, 81% of Republicans disapprove of the job that Joe Biden is doing as president. When we look at those independent voters, though, we see that Joe Biden is still way underwater with those voters. Only 31% of independent voters currently approve of the job that Joe Biden is doing as president and 58% disapprove. Among these independent voters, we saw that they are very supportive of uh, a federal legalization of abortion. So we could see potentially um, some sort of action maybe swaying some of those voters more towards Biden or towards the Democrats come November. Yeah. And when we look at that midterm election question, too, uh, whether or not independents will vote for a Democratic candidate or a Republican candidate in 2022, they are extremely split. 34% indicate they plan to vote for a Democratic candidate at this time. 35% say Republican candidate. It's really notable here that almost the same percentage, 31% of independents say that they are currently still undecided on who they're going to vote for in the midterm election. That compares to only 6% of Democrats who are undecided and 2% of Republicans. So it's really those independent voters that are up for grab come the midterm elections. 
Now, because it is never too soon to talk about a presidential election, we will turn to see what voters want to see on their ballots in 2024. We asked Democratic voters if they think Joe Biden should run for president in 2024, and then asked Republican voters who they would vote for given a potential list of GOP candidates, including Trump. How did this play out, Isabel? So when we asked likely Democratic primary or caucus voters whether or not they think that Joe Biden should be the Democratic nominee for president come the 2024 presidential election, we found that 64% of them were in line with that idea that Biden should be the nominee. 36% say he should not be. On the Republican side, we asked the question in a slightly different way. We went with a Republican primary, since right now Joe Biden is the sitting president, and the Republican primary, it's a little bit more open. We found that 55% of voters said that they would support former President Trump if he were to run for president again. 20% were indicating they would support Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and 9% said former Vice President Mike Pence. No other candidate that we listed cleared 5%. And those other candidates include Nikki Haley with 3% and Mike Pompeo with 1% and 3% say somebody else and 8% are still undecided. In a hypothetical 2024 matchup, we tested Trump against Biden, uh, two leaders of their own parties. What does that look like? And how does that compare to the head-to-heads that we've been testing throughout national polling this year, specifically the last month or so? So as we just discussed, it seems like the Democratic and Republican bases are pretty set on Biden and Trump as their eventual nominees at this point. So considering this, we've been tracking this potential matchup between Biden and Trump for the last several months. What we found this month is that Trump is at 44% support, while Biden is at 39% support. So at this point, Trump leads Biden in that general election potential matchup by about 5%. 12% indicated that it would vote for someone else at this point, and 5% are undecided. And that's significant because Trump's, while his lead has maybe extended over Biden, his support has stayed pretty much the same around that 44 margin, uh, whereas Biden, on the other hand, has been potentially losing support in the last month. He's about four points down from from the main national poll, um, if I'm correct there. Yeah, what we're seeing is that Trump's base is a little bit more steady than Biden's. Biden kind of goes up and down with his approval, though this month, even though his approval went up, his support in that general election ballot went down a little bit. We see that more people this month said that they would consider voting for someone else than what we saw in May. Moving forward, we did ask about uh, the televised hearings about the events on January 6th asking voters if it makes them more or less likely to support Trump in 2024. We found there was a general split impact on voters' intention to vote for Trump in 2024. Overall, 35% say it makes them less likely, 32% say it makes them more likely, and 28% say it makes no difference on their vote. More importantly, though, Isabel, how did this break down by party? On this question, we found across the board that Democrats, Republicans, and independents are all relatively tuned in to this issue. Only 6% overall said that they have not heard of these January 6th hearings. When we look at Democrats, though, we see that 54% of them said that these hearings have made them less likely to support Trump if he runs for president in 2024. That's not very surprising. 22% also say no difference. When you look at Republicans, however, that's the Trump base, There's only 14% of Republicans that say that these hearings have impacted their potential support for Trump in a negative way, making them less likely to support Trump. 
Those independent voters who tend to be more swing voters, however, fall kind of more in the middle. A plurality of them, 38% say that these hearings have made them less likely to vote for Trump, and 32% say it's made no difference. If you look at who respondents supported in 2020, however, we found that only 9% of voters who supported Trump back in 2020 are negatively impacted by these hearings. Moving forward to the most important issue, we ask every month and in nearly every poll we do what voters think is the top issue facing the country or their state. It has been consistently been the economy. However, we have seen an increase this month um, in the share of voters who say that the economy is the top issue facing the United States. Isabel, what did you find this month? So this is the first time that we've found this issue of the economy really clearing that 50% threshold. That means that 58% of voters this month reported that the economy is the most important issue facing the country. There were some other top issues that respondents listed, including healthcare, crime, and education, but healthcare was the only one of those issues that got to double digits. It seems that the focus of the country right now seems to be the economic state in relation to inflation particularly. And we've seen that impact as we head into the 4th of July weekend, as one in three say they have changed their travel plans because of the high cost of gas. Regarding airfare, 18% have changed plans because of issues with plane travel. So we're seeing a tangible impact potentially in, in, in individuals' lives and in voters' lives. Regarding gun safety laws passed by Congress this last month, uh, Isabel, what did you find regarding uh, what Americans think, what voters think about the impact of uh, the legislation that was uh, a bipartisan measure passed uh, this past week? So voters were pretty split on this issue of gun safe, of the gun safety legislation that was passed by Congress. Only 10% of voters said they hadn't heard of the legislation, which indicates that people are worried about this issue of gun violence and tuning into the national conversation and what Congress is trying to do on it. However, on whether or not they think it would make a difference or not, voters seem to be split. 48% of voters said that it will have a major or some difference in the impact of how much gun violence there is in America while 42% say that it will make no difference. Thank you so much, Isabel, for joining me, and thank you all for listening. This has been the Emerson College Polling Podcast, uh, cleverly titled Pull It Together. We hope you join us next time, and you can follow us on Twitter at Emerson Polling. Mm-hmm.